listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Coming up, rising interest rates are doing their job because we are continuing to buy less. The Australian dollar continues its slide down and the market looks through the latest US credit rating downgrade It's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 3rd of August, 2023. Later on Market Day, we'll speak with Gemma Dale from NABTRADE for the latest on the share market. But first, to retail sales, where the Bureau of Statistics says sales volumes fell half a percent in the June quarter, and that's the third consecutive fall and the first time that's happened since 2008 three consecutive quarters of declines in retail sales volumes. For more, I spoke with Brian Walker. He's the CEO of the Retail Doctor Group. Well, Ricardo, retail, as you know, is a bellwether for consumer confidence. When we see rising prices, when we see higher inflationary pressures in the market, um, consumers react in exactly the way they have. They pull back to essentials, pull back to value, and they seek more value for their purchases. All perfectly understandable. Retailer responses, depending on the category, generally speaking, some degree of uncertainty, not sure like all of us what the future will hold. Some retailers caught with too much inventory from prior periods. Uh, Some retailers talking to us about really, you know, how do we trade through this next period? So the focus is moved very short term. Uh, It's from survival to growth. So the the overarching um, piece is uncertainty and caution from retailers. What are retailers noticing in terms of new consumer behaviours? What are they noticing in terms of, um, you know, uh, the way they're interacting with with stores, things that they're buying, are they trading down, that sort of thing? Generally speaking, we're seeing a more um, cost-conscious consumer, a little more thorough in the way that they investigate and research their, their purchase, and to be general, probably a little more pre-researched than we normally would see. And depending on the category. So we're seeing the rise of home brands, for example. We're seeing uh, much caution, more caution in the way consumers are purchasing, more research, definitely picking up on sales and discounting. And I touched on that piece around inventory. We'll see more and more focus on retailers discounting in this period to, to gain that sale and consumers being much more alert to it. Um, And the value end is very much around what I've described. At the higher priced areas, if you like, you know, fashion, higher higher fashion, still making sales, still doing business, but less volumes of foot traffic is a general comment. And, And how are retailers coping with the rising cost of living and inflation? Oh, well, again, you know, this is this is an area where this is the third consecutive drop in in uh, retail sales. We're seeing these pressures on inflation, not just in terms of retail selling products, but the costs of bringing products into the country, supply channel issues, cost of manufacturing. So their cost base is rising. Inflationary pressures from consumers means less sales for some. And so consequentially, a lot of pressure on the gross profit, the net profit of retail. So a lot of focus on productivity, a lot of focus on cost management, while still trying to do their very best to drive the sales line. And then we come into the piece where the retailers that are good, what we call online and physical retail combined or omni-channel, you know, have got a good brand, point of difference, can change their pricing strategy, can adapt, are doing well, and others are definitely feeling the pinch.
One of the things the um, ABS noted today was that um, clothing and footwear was the only category to see an increase in volumes, but that's because prices went down. In other words, there was uh, some heavy discounting and promotional activity. For consumers looking for a bargain, will they be able to find them if they've got the money and in what kind of products? Oh, absolutely. And I think as we come into this next quarter, that'll be even more profound. Um, You know, and again, expect to see... You expect to see, you know, really sharp pricing competition, electronics, tech products, um, literally so many of the general merchandise categories, I could name them, fashion. You know, on the other hand, it's also good to know that many retailers had good, strong COVID windows, particularly those that were well prepared for it. They built up some assets, they built up some profit. And they're able to withstand this particular cycle at a much greater rate. So it won't be massive discounting. It'll pay for consumers to be judicious in this period, but expect it to be deep for those that do it. Walker there from the Retail Doctor Group. Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast. Australian share market took the US lead with the ASX 200 down 0.6% to 7,311. I spoke with Gemma Dale from NABTRADE for more. Gemma, so the US had the chance to react to Fitch's downgrade from yesterday. Some analysts say that it's a non-event and even if it prompted the US sell-off overnight, the market was due for it anyway. What do you think? Yeah, look, I think there's a lot of merit in that argument. It's been really interesting to watch the US market. You know, this year, the S&P 500 is uh, just roaring, to be frank, and the Nasdaq's up 30%, 33%, in fact, from its lows in January. That's just unbelievable, right? Extraordinary. And so then when we look at this downgrade in that context, I think most people are just going, you know what, the market was due to take a breath and we needed a catalyst and a downgrade's a great catalyst. It's worth noting the US is not the only country in the world with a AAA rating or that had a AAA rating. Australia has one, uh, Singapore has one, quite a few countries in Europe have one. I don't think we're going to see enormous amounts of capital withdrawn from the Australian market or from Singapore and suddenly flooding somewhere else. We're certainly not going to see it coming out of the US either, right? So the Australian share market fell. Um, why? And who led the losses? Look, I think it's a similar story here. We did have obviously the RBA on pause and that's due to sort of deteriorating economic data and that was where the really big concern has been this week for a lot of investors. We're also sort of leading into reporting season, so a little bit of anxiety, wanting to make sure that everything's going to come through strongly but not a lot of evidence at this point in time that's been quite patchy so far. Material's pretty weak today. Infotech was really the worst, but it was quite broad-based in Infotech. And then a few sort of uh, not top-of-the-pops financials quite weak today. So Pinnacle Group, uh, quite significant fall in earnings, uh, down 4%. Link Administration was down with a fairly heavy loss. So some uh, idiosyncratic numbers as well. You mentioned two things there that I'd like to go in more detail about. One, reporting season okay. in a moment, but the second is though those interest rate expectations because the Australian dollar is really under pressure. It got sold off further after the RBA meeting with more people now expecting that 4.1% where the RBA left interest rates at will now be the peak. So two days ago, the Aussie was about 66.5 US. It's now closer to 65 The other reason why it was sold off today, a little bit anyway, it was following the today's trade data. So what can you tell us? 
Yeah, so it, there's a lot of downward pressure on the Aussie dollar. I mean, the biggest thing is that the Aussie dollar is uh, supported by interest rates and dramatically lower than the rest of the developed world at this point in time, right? We've got the US, the UK, New Zealand, all sitting at sort of 5% and above. If there's a carry trade, it's certainly not going to support the Aussie. It's looking very weak on that basis. But there's also quite a bit of concern that we're not going to get the uplift out of China that we often hope for. There's been all these hopes of stimulus. There's been a lot of talk about it, but we're not seeing the numbers come through. We're certainly not seeing it in trade data and China PMIs, this sort of rush of demands coming from China to support our commodities in particular, and that's just continuing to put downward pressure on the Aussie. And finally, reporting season, it really um, kicks off next week. I think uh, Commonwealth Bank's the big one to come out. What's expected? What are the general themes? So there's a lot of question marks at the moment. I think what's worth noting is reporting season is your report card for last year. So we ended 30 June. We now will get big report card for everyone saying how they performed. What investors are most concerned about really is the run rate and the outlook for 2024. How are we looking so far? And the reason that CBA is so meaningful is it's the only one of the big four banks that does report in this half year. The others all have a 30 September uh, end of financial year. So they report sort of October-ish. And at this point in time, everyone's very concerned about how the consumer is holding up. CBA has the biggest retail book. They have extraordinary data on spending. They have it on mortgages. They have it on how businesses are performing as well. It's not like the business bank is tiny. And so it's a brilliant overall barometer of how the consumer is going to hold up leading through this financial year and how businesses are going as well. Jim Adal there from NAB Trade. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. (laughs) 